Thank you for joining us on Rally Sport Magazine's Special Stage Podcast. This week, we're with Estonian FIA Rally Star competitor, Romit Jürgensen. Romit, thanks for joining us again. Thank you for having me. We've already been through the Getting to Know You section, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that, and then it'll give you a bit more information for this podcast. But I'm going to go a little bit left field with the first question, Romit. What do you know about rallying in Australia? Uh, to be honest with you, <clears throat> about national rallying, my knowledge is uh, not how to say not very sophisticated. Yeah. But for sure, uh, for sure, when uh, uh, when Rally Australia was in the WRC, I always enjoyed watching it, um, and especially I enjoyed watching the onboards uh, as I o- always did. But with Rally Australia, I remember I had. I think I watched every single stage of what's uh, on board <laughs> after the <laughs> Rally Australia because yeah, it was, uh, and I especially remember one stage, I think it's up on YouTube as well. It's the, uh, from 2018, Welsh Creek. Uh, it was, I think, um, the beginning section where you have the big crests and uh, jumps and everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just incredible to watch the on board and I really suggest everyone <laughs> to watch it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good one. Uh, we're always sort of looking and watching WRC on board ourselves, and yeah, trying to work out what looks like Australia. Oh, that that's close to what Australia looks like. But yeah, it's it's really unique. So it's funny that yeah that you enjoy it so much. I'll go go back a little bit. Um, just explain Rally Star, the whole program, and and how it works. Yeah, FIA Rally Star is basically a talent detection program, and. Uh... The ultimate uh, objective of the program is to uh, eventually have a driver that can actually make it to the top level and uh, to just FIA is putting the input to train them, to develop them and uh, and yeah, in the in the first place to detect them. Because the, the harsh reality is, you know, a champion can just be sitting on the couch somewhere in the world and uh, nobody maybe even knows him because yeah. uh, he, he or she just didn't have the chance himself you know and uh, and for that i think we really have to be thankful of the fia you know because it's uh, yeah as i said uh, there are so many people and uh, especially youngsters in the world that uh, maybe uh, have the uh, capability and have the you know the skills to be a good driver but they just don't have the chance and uh, and with this kind of program uh, FIA gives the young people a chance yeah and as you say it's so expensive to to get into it and for those young people that might not have the budget, it's it's very difficult. And yeah, I guess that's what Rally Stars trying to trying to get their head around. You're obviously the European final winner um, for the FIA Rally Star. What was the selection process like in Europe? And was it, oh, being the sort of the premier rallying continent in the world, was it hot competition? Um, yeah, the the competition in uh, in Germany was was huge. It was. Uh, it was crazy. We had uh, we had guys coming from, uh, especially in the Scandinavian uh, region, where there were um, some uh, cross card Nordic champions. That you know, the guys, uh, guys and girls we had who had been driving cross cards for five plus years, and I had only thirty minutes yeah. of experience with the cross card. So, you know, imagine my. <laughs> 
my thinking going into the final, but uh, but I think just I got it right mentally. I think I didn't put too much pressure on myself. I just uh, I just focused on my on my job basically. Uh, tried to be the fastest, and I was I was focused, and yeah, just didn't push too much pressure on myself, uh, thinking like, oh, it, this is the this is the last chance I have to make it, you know, in, in rallying. But yeah, I think it paid dividends in at the end. Yeah. Um, did you think the sort of the selection process was a little bit strange, like with the, the driving of the cross cart, considering really no rally car that your driver is anything like a cross cart? No, I think it's not weird. Uh, still, uh, still it's, a, it's a car. And if you are a rally driver, you have to... Uh, be able to drive with uh, any anything that has four wheels on it you know and yeah uh, uh, yeah at the end of the day it's still a car and um no i th- i don't think it's it's weird and it, it was a i think it's it was a perfect thing to actually detect young talent um obviously the rally star programs had a huge impact on your life and has changed your life a lot um you're pretty much a factory driver but you're not getting paid as such is this is this a difficult sort of thing to to do because you still have to live at home and and work and sort of provide for yourself, but you're also you've also got to put your all into into your rallying. Yeah, uh, it's 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 changed quite a lot the way I the way I look at my life now. You know, I I was studying at the university uh, back in. Back in 2021, still when I got the got the chance, um, and I managed to actually uh, finish all my all my uh, subjects, but I still have some uh, some little things to do. But now it's just full focus on uh, on rallying, and I have to look at my life as a sportsman now. And I I plan my year uh, as a sporting calendar. You know, it's yeah. just. Uh, now okay we have five events in the juniors uh, but for sure my plan is to do a bit more uh, to make you know the best development out of myself uh, during the year and um, yeah it's just now yeah this kind of work what does a day to day life for you look like are you i assume you're getting up you're training but apart like you can't spend all day training <laughs> what um what are you doing during the day and how are you keeping yourself busy now I think with uh, uh, with all the let's say success uh, with Rally Star we have had, uh, I think I have quite a lot of uh, imitations from uh, some uh, uh, some events where I maybe have to talk a bit myself uh, about the journey. Uh, for sure, there are th- these kind of events, and I think the most time, most of the time, goes to making the plan for next year and talking to sponsors uh just uh, having the having the possibilities or making sure i have the possibilities to do something more next year uh, besides the register program and and then as you said uh training for sure is a big part and i really want to take it to next level um, before next year as well so uh yeah there's still plenty of things to do yeah and i think you're trying to do what i imagine all the other rally star competitors are trying to do is still obviously be the best driver and improve in all the physical aspects but also 
create a name for yourself and be your own manager and organize events for you to go for themselves to go and speak at and all that kind of thing so yeah it's definitely not an easy job to be a an athlete but also sort of a manager as well yeah you have to do everything and uh, and it's 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 the thing that i have had to learn basically during two years i i never imagined you know this kind of life i i imagined myself being <laughs> to be honest a small kind of lawyer uh because i went to law school and uh, and yeah this kind of uh, sporting life came so suddenly and it's uh, it's been quite a quick change but i'm enjoying every bit of it yeah definitely Rally Star and the people that sort of are involved um, with the program. I was there in what in Austria when I was the first tarmac event, and I sort of felt just a huge welcoming nature from like all the drivers, all the mechanics, like Jerome and all the the, the FIA people. Do you sort of get that feeling from the the whole year? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's. Um... It's an incredible uh, bunch of people. It's it's a great group, and um, especially I was maybe a bit worried uh, before the season when one of our bosses, Jerome, introduced the plan like that we have to be friendly with each other. We have to share information, uh, and I was thinking, you know, as we are all so competitive people, uh, and for sure we only have one target at the end uh, to reach it to Junior WRC, then it's not maybe going to be possible, but but everyone and I think me myself proved myself wrong that it's actually possible to, to really work with each other uh, closely during the year and uh, to develop each other because, yeah, as I said, at the end of the day, we still have the same objective and, um, yeah, I think... It worked really well together this year, and I, I don't see a reason that it can't work next year as well. Is there a person um, throughout the Rally Star crew who's impressed you the most, whether it be a, a driver or a co-driver? Um, for me, it was it's definitely Max Smart, who um, when I was there at testing in Austria, he, he crashed and wasn't able to do the event, and sort of just the way he, he missed that one event but was able to come back and put in some really good results and eventually progress to to the second year of the program yeah we have i think all of the drivers had their moments and um everybody everybody is special in some ways but uh for sure for me taylor was the the guy that i i knew that's gonna be the toughest com- competitor for myself you know yeah. but at the end of the season i think he was the one that uh, i was the closest with so <laughs> i was also <laughs> quite uh quite a nice um, surprise at the end of the season but uh, for me looking at the past experience um, Jose didn't have any rallies before Alistair and sometimes the speed that he was able to drive on tarmac especially was just really impressive so for me in, in this season it was Jose who surprised me the most what's what's the rally 3 like to drive um you obviously began your career in a in a Honda Civic. Um, you own a Rally 4 Fiesta at the moment, which you, you've been driving throughout the year as well. How does the Rally 3 compare to those two cars that you've driven previously? I think the switch from uh, Honda to, uh, to Fiesta was, <laughs> was, was really 
eye-opening, you know, uh, because in a Honda, you had to really sometimes fight with the steering wheel. It was so difficult to drive this car and uh, and switching to the Fiesta, whether it be Rally 4 or Rally 3, it was just so easy. It was suddenly like you were driving with the bus, you know, it was yeah. not... Uh, nothing uh nothing was working against you but comparing um front wheel drive to four wheel drive for me it was actually which was super, which was surprising it was diffi- more difficult to get the speed out of the four wheel drive on tarmac so yeah. on gravel i felt really natural with the way the four wheel drive was was uh, working and yeah just on tarmac it was sometimes difficult to trust the rear how yeah. much grip you actually have when you uh when you accelerate on tarmac and uh especially with the rear differential it really generates more grip uh so yeah to get to get to, to get to grips with that it was it was difficult but um no i mean the the you know the the general uh logic is the same with the front wheel drive on, on gravel that it with four-wheel drive so it's not such a, such a big difference yeah and your your rally four fiesta is for sale is that is that just a plan to sell that and hopefully buy a rally three or is it just more funds to to do other rallies this year or next year um i feel like it's uh, now um, or my career has come to a point where i really have to focus on one category now and we we drive with uh, rally three in the juniors next year so i don't really now want to mix front wheel drive to four four wheel drive so the plan is to drive with rally three uh next year uh as well beside the rally star program but for sure i don't know how much i can I can gather the budget, how much I can actually do. Uh, so the plan is quite young still, uh, but yeah, hopefully I can soon sell my Rally 4, uh, but still it's in, in my garage. So yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, your whole 2023 season. Uh, I've got some stats down here. You did 12 rallies, six in the Rally 4 and six in the Rally 3. 10 finishes, two DNFs, which were both accidents, and you ended up being the 2023 European Rally Trophy junior champion. Is that something, obviously, I'm sure it's something that you're proud of. Did you sort of know at the start of the year that you're a chance to be the, the junior champion or was it just sort of something that's that's come along? No, I think it's just, yeah. Um, it's not such a huge championship that I won, but uh, for sure, any championship, win is a championship win so you really have to uh, acknowledge it and um, and for sure I'm happy about it but uh, but for me personally as a sporting goal it's it's not uh, such a such a big achievement uh, I think it's just more more of a way from from me to give back to the FIA to now show actually that okay uh, or show FIA can show to the people that the Rallyster program is is a success in in some ways already. You know, it, it has uh, <laughs> generated a champion. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but the whole year, overall, I think I I have to be happy. But I have to do something with the beginnings of the season. I have had two seasons uh, starting with crashes. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's a place where I have to improve. But otherwise, yeah, I think. 
the season went well and for sure there were some ups uh, some downs uh, but that's that's how we learn a couple of those ups uh, happened at WRC events uh, you were second in class and 24th outright in Croatia and then first in class and 30th outright in your home Estonian event it just must feel amazing to be able to rally in your home in your home country and at that that level for sure i think to be honest with you the the results in croatia and in rally estonia were great but as a sportsman i prefer to have more speed maybe than like i prefer to have a result based on speed rather than maybe the others you know uh, having a dnf yeah. and in rally, in rally estonia it was the case uh, where i basically didn't really have the speed actually but just the other guys uh, you know had had crashes or just didn't finish the the rally but actually the rally after that that was by the rally that would, that's my one of my local national uh, events and i i managed to win the category there and i think that was uh, when it comes to my home, like uh, rallying, that was the peak of my season because I managed to beat all of the other youngsters in Estonia. And that that one I really enjoyed. And being close to home, as you say, is makes yeah. it even better. Your your second in Croatia, as you just said, it it doesn't it doesn't mean all that much. But in sort of a, a progression sort of sort of idea, does having done that um, WRC Croatia ahead of the JWRC next year really put you in good stead, do you think? Uh, for sure, it w- that was the plan. Uh, the plan was to uh, be more familiar with uh, this kind of uh, terrain. And and I think for sure it it helped. And I think it will, I hope it will pay dividends uh, the, uh, next year in the juniors. Because, yeah, it's such a unique event and with all the pollution that comes out uh, as well, you have to really predict it. And now I have some knowledge maybe where there's more pollution coming out, uh, where where there's not so much coming out. So all of these aspects, I I hope I I know more than uh, now. And looking forward into 2024, um, obviously you've mentioned the five JWRC rounds. Outside of um, Taylor, Max, and and Jose, do you know who your biggest rivals are going to be in the JWRC? Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a zero idea who's going to be in the juniors next year, but that's that's uh, going to be quite interesting to find out. And we've already spoken. You haven't got any events planned in for for next year. It's all going to be as sorry extra events. It's all going to be as as it comes sort of thing and and budget reliant yeah yeah because uh yeah it's just still too early to talk about this i think uh, with my level of uh, abilities uh, i just rely on sponsors and uh, it really takes some time to work out the plan so still too early to talk about this uh your your co-driver sim um you've done all of your 19 rallies with him why why did you pick him in the first place and how's the relationship developed over the past two years basically i knew that two youngsters or two green guys wouldn't fit in a rally car um, at at this level where i was with my career i I didn't have any rallies 
uh, done before I won the continental final. So I had to get someone that was firstly experienced. But for me, uh, Sim was a guy that's that's also calm and doesn't really, you know, get too hot with his head. And that's what I like about him. Um, and also, yeah, I, I knew the driver that actually Sim was driving with in Estonia and he didn't really have any major plans with uh, with his rallying uh, in the future so yeah it was just a perfect match basically and uh, since the beginning it has worked well uh, and we've both uh, improved quite a lot team is I think now for sure one of the top co-drivers in Estonia so he's improved quite a lot is there plenty of co-drivers to choose from in Estonia? I know in Australia there seems to be a distinct lack of like really top-level co-drivers. Is that the same in, in Estonia or is there plenty of guys to choose from to go to that sort of next level? No, the option is not so big, actually. Um, that's quite a common problem here uh, as well. That's why many of the Estonian drivers have actually switched to English base notes and uh, for example, Robert Virves, uh, Georg Linnama now have English base notes because of that. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's quite difficult. But I also think that you you still have a lot of potential in many of the co-drivers, but they just don't have the experience. And yeah. with Seam, it was the same. You know, he had the potential, but we really had to go through the the difficult, let's say, difficult periods as well. and with these periods you learn and uh, now I think he's one of the top top guys. Looking again into 2024, what do you think the biggest way that you, well, maybe how you can improve and how you and Sim together can sort of take that next step again as you want to continue to do? Uh, I don't want you to give away any of your <laughs> secrets, but... <laughs> <laughs> I will not, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure there's there's still some work to do with, uh, you know, both of our uh, rhythm, uh, how, firstly, how Seam reads the bass notes sometimes in some difficult sections. Um, for sure, there's some work to do with this. And also me, in terms of bass notes, to maybe make them more simple and make them more uh, understandable for Seam, because sometimes I tend to make them too difficult with uh, all the additional words so it's difficult yeah. for him to understand it some at some point so for sure there's some uh, some chilling to do but i think we will manage it I, and yeah um and for sure physically we can be more professional that's the plan for next year as well yeah awesome um i'm going to finish off with a little bit about rallying in the country of estonia um i remember when we were together in at Rally Estonia, you claim to me that Oik Tanak is the biggest celebrity in Estonia. Is this true? And like, how how big of a sport is rallying in Estonia? Mm. <laughs> he actually is. I, so I'm not lying. It's it's crazy in Estonia. I think every move that he makes, uh, every newspaper writes about it. So it's uh, it's crazy. I don't really imagine being in his shoes, shoes to be honest. So, uh, yeah, mm, especially after he won the championship in 2019, it's it's got 
to a point where it's sometimes I just feel for him, you know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's actually insane. Um, but you know, with this kind of small nations, uh, and we are a small nation in Estonia, where somebody is successful, then the people really love you. So, yeah. and we appreciate this kind of successes as we don't have them too much uh, as we have as such a small nation and we don't have a lot of people so yeah i think it's it's actually nice that we have it but uh sometimes yeah i can feel for him <laughs> <laughs> and so do you do you know oit tanak personally yet um i know he's become a bit of a mentor for for robert verves so is this sort of something in line like that for you to get a bit of mentorship uh i don't really want to rush things i think when it will come it will come but for sure we have talked and we have made uh contact and uh we have discussed about certain topics but it's not been very thorough yet yeah and i think i remember at the at the sarima or sarima rally when oit did it i'm pretty sure verves co-drove for him so yeah yeah if, drove, yeah. if you if you got to that stage with like tanak i reckon it'd be a pretty impressed for one be a pretty impressive ride but also just be so valuable to be able to yeah learn from him and get tips from him yeah uh definitely i think when you look at how many years it has already been in wrc the the knowledge that <laughs> this guy has uh in his head is i think uh, is 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 great and uh for sure it would be beneficial to have some help from him in the future but yeah as i said i don't want to rush things uh robert jorgensen thanks for joining us on special stage podcast um i hope you've enjoyed your time and yeah good luck for for 2024 and the junior world championship thank you